Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there everyone and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. (laughs) Yes, and we have quite a special episode of the podcast to bring you this week. (laughs) Um, Yeah, we're going to get into it. This week's podcast honestly has been a bit of a labour of love. We've been working on this podcast now for what seems like best part of a year. A year and a bit, possibly, after cancellations, all sorts of travel arrangements being booked and cancelled and rescheduled, and uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a nightmare. But this week, I have to say, I am so proud to be able to bring you this week's episode. We are going to the British Drum Company factory, and I can't tell you just how excited I am. (laughs) Yeah, to finally be able to produce this episode, seriously, this has been months and months and months worth of work and yeah we're about to get into it but before we do of course we have to go through the domestics if this is your first ever big rab show podcast then you are welcome we are the show for the bagpiping folk reflecting everything in the bagpiping world be it celtic music folk music or our bread and butter which is competitive piping and drumming Each and every week we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the Great Highland Bagpipe. It's music and it's people. Indeed. And it's people have been getting very involved with ourselves in the Big Rab Show of late. I have to say a huge shout out to all of our good supporters over there on Patreon. Go on the Patreon faithful! You! Yeah, because you Patreon faithful have been really, really spoiled this last while we have been thumping out the extra content plus of course you guys are going to get tons of extra stuff from the british drum company visit yep over there on patreon there'll be lots of extra video footage and interviews and all of that stuff that will not see the light of day here on the regular podcast but yeah if you want to get all that juicy extra stuff then go over over to patreon click on support and uh yeah you get your mitts and all that extra stuff hmm Now, it's not only just for the British Drum Company's extras, uh, but also we have episodes of Big Rab Show Plus over there, which are exclusive to Patreon. Plus, we have our weekly Fuse FM Balamoney radio show catch-up. Yeah, and this past week, actually, we had quite a blistering show with loads of great music in it. So, yeah, it was a great episode this week on Fuse. Uh, So, yeah, if you want to go and check that out, it's all up there on Patreon. Hmm. Now, as you may well guess, because this week is quite a special episode that involved, uh, yeah, travel all the way over to the UK and Stockport uh, and aeroplanes and buses and taxis and all that sort of stuff, and we got there. Yeah, you guessed it. It's not your regular episode of the Rab Show pod. Uh, So there's no listener mail this week. There's no uh, weekly drone. There's no word of the week. There's none of that kind of stuff. Uh, But we do hope that you managed to enjoy this week's episode. And if you are a bagpiper listening to this, then stick with it. Because honestly, I know this is kind of very drummer focused this week. But we do hope that there'll be something in here for bagpipers to enjoy as well. Yeah, there'll be quite a few interesting little tidbits in here that you may not appreciate the amount of effort that goes into actually making a drum. Yeah, so 
quite fascinating and i can't wait to actually bring it oh that's gonna be so good it's gonna be so good all right don't hit fast forward just yet i have to give a special mention to our ongoing promotion with the piper's dojo yes you guys know we mention it with each and every episode but for good reason we had it on good authority actually this past number of weeks that a good lot of you have been taking advantage of it and you've been signing up using our website bigrabshow.com forward slash dojo And yeah, signing up to the program. Of course, we're talking about bagpipe freedom and all of that. The blueprint process has just been extremely popular. I have to say thank you to everyone who's taken advantage of that because it just means that so many folks are getting help with their playing. Now, what exactly am I talking about? Well, of course, I think I'll have to let the promo do the talking, shall I? Do you ever feel frustrated or stuck with your piping? Despite your huge investment of time, energy, money and passion, you thought you'd be further along by now. But you're struggling. Month after month, year after year to progress. Every piper deserves the feeling of true creative freedom. Every time they pick up their pipes. So why hasn't this happened for you? Why are you still stuck? At the Piper's Dojo, they've developed a step-by-step methodology called the Bagpipe Freedom Process that's proven to offer real solutions to get unstuck with your piping. For Big Rab Show listeners who'd like to try this process, we'd like to offer the Bagpipe Freedom Blueprint online course 100% free. The course is catered to your own individual strengths and weaknesses and offers a clear game plan to break free from bagpipe captivity. Whether your instrument just won't cooperate with you or your fingers are holding you back, clear-cut solutions lie ahead. To enroll in the Bagpipe Freedom Blueprint for free, simply visit dojouniversity.com forward slash bigrab or thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo today. Ah, yes. Of course, our ongoing promotion with the Piper's Dojo, uh, honestly, that's been proving really, really popular. And you guys, I have to tell you, go and take advantage of it when it's still there. It is free, so just go along, sign up, and get help with your piping. Every single package is tailor-made, so everyone's experience is individual. That's one thing I've been noting. Uh, Yeah, people have been asking, well, what is it like? And it's different for every person. Yeah, because, you know, there could be somebody having problems with tuning, some with blowing, some with actual playing, some with just maintenance in general. You know, thousands of different things out there. Every single uh, bagpipe freedom program is absolutely tailor-made. So, yeah, go and get signed up. You'll see for yourself. And it costs you nothing. It doesn't cost you a penny, but... All right. Like I said, there's no listener mail or anything like that this week uh, because it's quite a special episode and we are dedicating the entire podcast to the British Drum Company factory visit. Uh, so, But don't forget you can send us in your listener mail at the same time and your weekly drones. Keep them coming into us and we promise we will be bringing them to a future episode of the podcast. We do do these episodes every now and again. These big special episodes that we've been working on for months and months and months And yeah, we just like to sprinkle them in there. And this is one that we're sprinkling in. And we do, hopefully, we'll have future episodes that are equally as awesome. But this one is kind of off the chain. And yeah, this is quite an awesome episode. So again, 
before we get into everything, I have to say, normal service will be resumed in future. So for those who are tuning in for Weekly Drone, your listener mail, all that sort of stuff, don't worry. It will be coming to future episodes. Just keep them coming into us, and we'll definitely bring them to future episodes. So our email address, as always, is bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Come get your emails into us and your voicemails as well. Now, also, like I said, weekly drone. If you do want to contact us completely anonymously and have no names associated or anything like that, so yeah, get them into us on weekly drone. That's bigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. All right, Rab, enough of the domestics. Let's get into the actual meat and bones of this week's episode. Now, before we do, I have to kind of give you a little bit of background. Back in 2019, when the British drum company launched the Axial line of drums for the piping world, it set the bagpiping world aflame. And whenever we spoke to Stu at the, the launch event in the World Championships in the BDC tent, well, yeah, Stu extended an invitation to us to actually go and visit the factory. And ourselves in the Big Rab Show, of course, yeah, we said immediately, yes, we want to go. That sounds fantastic. And it has taken until now that for us to be able to do so. Like I said at the beginning of the pod there, yeah, we had booked this trip many, many times to go from Northern Ireland all the way over to Stockport. We were booking planes, hotels, all sorts of stuff. And yeah, you guessed it. In the middle of a pandemic, especially here in the UK, it has been incredibly difficult, both from ourselves here in the Rab Show, but also from the point of view of the British Drum Company as well. Yeah, which who had to close their doors and that during the pandemic. So, yeah, you'll hear the full story, of course, as we'll talk more about it in the rest of the podcast. But just wanted to put it in perspective about why this podcast took so long to produce. Yes, thanks to the pandemic. <laughs> That's basically it. So, guys, I have to say thanks to the supporters on Patreon who've been incredibly patient with us and obviously with their continued support really helped make this episode possible. And also to the guys at the British Drum Company, I have to say this is incredible. The level of access that we got to the factory and how well we were looked after simply brilliant you're about to hear it all now and uh yeah i'll chat to you as all whenever we're finished when we have time to catch our breath but let's open the doors shall we <laughs> yeah it's time for this week's topic of the week it's a visit to the british drum company the british drum company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world the world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features, developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBA. The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade. Made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK, the build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing.
So we are in a bit of a different location from what we normally are for each Big Rab Show podcast. Normally, I'm talking to you from my very glamorous garage. <laughs> but now I've managed to jump in an aeroplane and thanks to the very kind invitation, we are now here at the British Drum Co factory and we're joined by Stu. How are you, sir? Hi, Rob. Nice to have you here. <laughs> it's good to see you again, mate. It's yeah. been a while now, isn't it? <laughs> it has, yeah. And if anything, we're joined here with Deej McIntosh as well from the Rab Show team. Deej, how are you, pal? Not bad. Glad to finally be here. Indeed. Now, we, full disclosure, we've had a little bit of a walk around of the factory and stuff, so we kind of know already what it looks like, but we'll try and bring it to you in audio form. First of all, because we're here at British Drum Co., we've got a whole load of questions, Stu, that we want to <laughs> ask you guys, so strap yourself in. So I have to ask then, you guys launched the Axial line for the Piping World in 2019. And as everyone knows, the pandemic hit <laughs> just straight after, possibly the worst timing, I think. How did that affect you guys in British Drum Co? Yeah, I must admit, we, <laughs> we could have done without it, if I'm being quite honest. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so we launched the Regimental Series in, in March uh, with the Royal Marines, and then obviously at the Worlds and uh, the Axial. And like you say, the, the pandemic hit not long after that, and it basically just stopped. Everything just came to a standstill, and everything slowed down. Yeah, uh, we were lucky enough to to keep pushing through for a little bit, uh, and then it just got worse and worse. Uh, mm. and it got to the point where, you know, people who could work from home, which obviously, as you've seen around the factory, is literally just the office staff. Uh, so I was lucky yeah. enough to work from home. Everybody else just had to go on furlough, so we had to wait wait a while. Uh, and then we, you know, we started coming back. You know, we came back for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then the government put us back into lockdown again, so we had to stop again. And so it's just been, you know, dribs and drabs. But what it what it did allow us to do was to sort the, the place out you know we we had a, a mental couple of years with the, the drum set and then moving into the the traditional side of it yeah so it just allowed us to you know step back take a look at the place you know change it around how can we make it more uh, fluid for mm. you know the product going around the factory how can we make it easier and quicker we're not wasting time looking for something so that, that's what we've pretty much done we, we we've took stock of how we do our processes can we enhance them can we improve them uh, and, mm. and, and that's how we what we've done. And we came back. I think it was the third of May. We came back, which is that's a long time off, uh, long not time. making drums. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, we're back into it. You, I mean, you, you've seen it yourself. We're in full flow. The drums are, you know, they're all over the <laughs> all over Very the warehouse busy. at the moment. Yeah, uh, but you know, <laughs> plenty of stuff there, keeping busy. We've just uh, uh, auditioning or interviewing more people for for more jobs. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's going good. It's as long as it stops like this, we'll uh, we'll be fine. That's it. So, if anything, we spoke about this on the podcast recently about you guys in recruitment mode. You mentioned there about bringing people on board. Is that because you guys have had a raft of orders since 2019 and the launch of Axial, or how did that go for you guys? Yeah, I mean, it, it has been non-stop. Even though we've been furloughed, the orders have still been coming in, uh, which which has been great. Mm. Uh, not good for the customers because obviously we can't do anything until we get back. Yeah. Uh, but it's been good for us. Uh, but no, the, the, the company in general is just it's just grown. You know, we we started in 2015 with three on the shop floor. I think we've now got 20. Uh, we've we've got interviews for two more. One one to work in the, the spray booth and the sort of finishing shop, and the other one yeah. for the, the assembly side of it. Uh, so you know, we do run a, an apprentice scheme uh, sometimes. So we we've got people working for us. But this is this is not apprentice scheme. This is you know, full on, full on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. you know, the apprentices have been working. Working great. I think pretty much most of them have finished apprenticeships now and they're on full time. Uh, That's it. And they end up with like having a full qualification at the end of it, I'm sure, too. And yeah, they do. The, you know, that. it's all done uh, professionally through all the, the different relevant companies. And it, it means we get 
people we've trained and the know-how we want stuff from a young age, which means we've then hopefully got them for a lot longer and the processes that we teach them will be the same moving forward. So, you know, they're not mm. just deciding they're going to change it themselves. They know why we want it and how we want it. Exactly. They know the reasoning behind it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I have to ask them, the launch at 2019, you guys had a huge impact on the piping <laughs> scene. You know, we had drumming for drinks. We had the big tent at the Worlds and everything. And then we had the very big announcement that Glasgow Polis were going to play a full core of your drums. We couldn't wait to see them on the grass, and we were waiting and waiting, and then suddenly, bang, nothing happened. So I have to be honest, we were concerned ourselves in the rap show, thinking, oh, what, you know, the worst possible time for something like this to hit. So, yeah, I'm very glad that things are going so well. Yeah, I mean, it, it was frustrating for us because we know that, you know, you know, it's it's all right to have drums out there, but people want to hear the, you know, the the tenors and the basses. And you just, yeah. I mean, I was a really, I really wanted everybody to hear them because I know how they sound. Mm. And you know, so we were looking forward to Glasgow Police getting out, uh, and obviously that happened. But luckily, we've got a few calls worth now. So hopefully, later on this year, starting next year, you'll you'll actually see more than just Glasgow Police out playing them, and you can you can hear them hear for yourself. Oh, there you go. See, you've, you've preempted my question. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you: Is there anyone else who's picked these up now? Because yeah, there is. I don't want to say just yet because. They, ah, you know, they, they, have, they, they, you know, it, it's for them to say that we're playing. You know, they, they, they choose our drums. You know, it's, you know, it's not like we're giving them for free. They, they choose to buy our drums, and it's, it's for them to d- decide. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, although it'd be nice to tell you who's playing them, I'll, I'll let them uh, I'll keep that close to your chest for now. There you go. So, apologies, listeners, if you're tuning in to figure out who's playing the new BDC drums, ah, tough. Although I, I will say you've had a little sneak peek because you've seen the order sheet, so <laughs> we have, yes, we have, but yeah, we're not saying. We're, yeah, so there you go. So, Dage, yourself and I, then, whenever we first arrived here, uh, well, number one, we were treated to mugs of tea and pastries, which, yep. by the way, still were awesome. So, thank, thank you so much for that. There's many more for me than you, to be honest, but. <laughs> Well, I have to say, like, we got a bit of a walk around of the factory floor, and we've seen how everything is pieced together. Did you, what's your impression, mate, of the factory tour? You know, whenever we first landed. Well, like, talking before this, and I've said that I wasn't sure what I was expecting. Hmm. But in my head, if you're making a drum, it's going to be machines cutting and machines yeah. pressing, and yeah. I didn't quite fully comprehend just how much hands-on work. Which is everything. Yeah. Um, I know the guys has advertised it as it's all handmade, but it's not very often it's all handmade when it's advertised no, as all handmade. So it. you do kind of think it's a bit of a gimmick, yeah. You know, but seriously, folks, I can tell you, it's not. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, this the care that every single person puts into what they're doing, the precision as well is unbelievable. It's the precision part of it for yeah. me. Like I've got big club hands. We'll talk more about that in a second. But Stu, honestly, you know, DJ and I both from the piping scene, and we're kind of well aware that this handmade thing is mentioned quite a lot in piping products, and we find that not a lot of them are actually handmade. <laughs> but yeah, for yourselves here in BDC, you just really are hands on. Yeah, and this this was the idea of bringing you across because it, it's a question we get asked is, or well, you know, you say it's handmade, but how much is actually handmade? Like yeah. a lot of things that are you know made in England or made in Britain or wherever. That's it. So the idea was to to bring you across so you could see yourself, but it's 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 something we want to promote outside. So it's not just yourselves, but if any band or mm. any you know 
uh, anybody wants to come along and have a look, we'll give guided tours. And you know, once you get in, you can see exactly. You know, we've got no secrets. We've got nothing to hide. Uh, obviously, a couple of trade secrets, but yeah. other, other, other than that, uh, <laughs> you know, no school degree. It's all it's all good, uh, and it just shows them exactly how much goes into into the drums. And you know, once they've been here, they'll fully understand why we keep going on about our attention to detail yeah. and you know why it is actually made in Britain. Um, the, the precision of it, Dage. I think you're just like me, and. You know, with the inlay work and everything that they do, the laser etching, the fitting of the hardware, it's kind of amazing how much is all done with a spanner or a, f- a file and a yeah. Stanley knife. Do you know yeah, what? just <laughs> walking around and you kept encouraging me to ask questions if I had them, but I was just gobsmacked. I had like no words <laughs> as to how delicate some of this was, and it's yeah. all done by hand. Like, no, just, it's unbelievable. Even now, I'm just a bit like. I know, and that's it. I think that's sometimes the pipe band folk don't get an appreciation for how a drum is put together. You just kind of lift it out of the case, and that's it. There's no thought into how much work went into that thing Absolutely. in the case. Do you Absolutely. know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I'd, I'd be guilty of that myself by just yeah. throwing it back in the case. Ah, it's a drum. Throw it in the back of the bus. And you, so much now. Yeah. Well, that's it. You know. And that's another thing about bringing people around is when they see how much work goes into it maybe they might look after the instrument a little bit more they might last a little bit longer for sure and it's, you know it's it's you know if you bought that drum yourself you'd be looking after it a lot better than if your, your band's bought it so you know why not <laughs> look after it you know the band spent a lot of money on it so take care of it yeah now i'll hold my hands up i used to treat my band drum like trash I, you know i literally would throw it in the case and throw it into the boot <laughs> of the bus but no seeing like the, the time and the investment of did you mentioned it there these guys love what they're doing yeah you know and uh yeah you don't want to be chucking it in a case and kicking it into the boot now no <laughs> no i don't think i'll ever treat a drum the way i have done before this trip no for sure so i have to say then the actual construction of the shell we're going to go down to the factory floor here and get chatting to some of the folks and uh we mentioned about the plywood and everything how it's bent into the form of a shell and everything Stu, can you describe to our listeners just how much is actual like hands-on? But there's no CNC machines and things like that. No, no. So uh, normally, uh, or sometimes, a lot of drum companies buy their plies already in, and then they just fold them into the, sh- the mold and, and, and set it off. Yeah. We actually make our own plies, and you know, you've seen yourself. The plies are really, you know, really brittle. Pretty thin. Yeah. Yeah. Until we until we do the cross lamination, which mm. then strengthens the plies up. Uh, it's all done by hand. Uh, and you'll, you'll, you know, you've seen when you go down there, it's literally, we just do everything by hand, especially mm. in the, the very first part of the process of, of picking the, 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 the raw veneers out, yeah. making the plies. If it needs a veneer, uh, sorry, an inlay in, we put the inlay in, mm. depending on what, what, whether it's for the outer or the inner, whether it needs Purple Heart, whether it needs Bog Oak or, you know, all the different types of finishes we offer. Yeah. Uh, that then gets picked and it's just, it's all done by hand. And once the packs are made, it then goes into the shell room and that's when the, when the true magic, when you start to see that is magic. A, a, a drum being made, <laughs> when you can actually see it starting to take shape from, from there onwards. I have to say, before we even visit the factory floor, but they, they make it look so simple. You know, <laughs> they're just, oh, you just whack it in there, cut up with a knife yeah. and glue and plant and stun. I don't know if I was to do that. What and I, I think that shows, because they make it look so easy. Yeah. It just goes to show how good they actually are, because it, I definitely couldn't do that. That's, that's 100% sure. No. They wouldn't, even, they wouldn't even trust me down there with a knife, let alone <laughs> making somebody else's drum. Have you ever tried like, getting no. hands on? No. no. <laughs> yeah, it was the same when I was young. Uh, I realised from a young age I couldn't play a kit, so I stuck to the one I think 
I, I know I find well I can't make a drum so I'm not even going to attempt to try <laughs> <laughs> so I think yeah the, the guys down there honestly are proper craftsmen you know I have seen people working on bagpipes before and doing combing and beating and finishing and stuff on silverware on pipes and that is really you know intricate work and I, I'm seeing the same here at British Drunko you know the level of detail that you folks go into with the creation of your shells and your laminates and your finishes is just ridiculous so yeah, well, so the, the CEO, Keith, he'll, he'll go and pick uh, the woods himself, he handpicks them, mm. looks for certain things, uh, looking at trends, what he thinks might work, not just in, in you know, uh, the drum set side of it, but, you know, our pro snares or maybe yeah. some of that might look good on the axles because, you know, the regimental series is, is pretty much that. It's very regimented into the colours we have. You yes. know, we've got the white, the black, and the, the military colour. Mm-hmm. But also the axial, this is where we can, you know, push our sort of have boundaries of and yeah we, we yeah. can i mean you've seen some of the stuff we come up with some of it's been really wacky and some of it's been you know very you know cosmic gloss sparkles just yeah different so we can be as, as standard as you want or we can be as as varied as you want wild i have to ask then Stu. we've been talking about british drum Co since the launch about your instagram do you, <laughs> do you follow these guys on instagram i do yeah that's my my daily me too. Yeah. <laughs> the finishes you guys come up with, it, I don't know, it's really out of the box sometimes, but is this something you just have fun with? Uh, yeah, 100%. You know, we've, <laughs> it's, it's nice to see him. You know, I'm always going down in the showroom saying, where are you up to with this? Because I just want to see the finished product. Yeah. So I, I see it going through, and it's, but when it's actually yeah, assembled and mm. it's, it's in the media suite and it's getting you know, photographed or videoed on the turnstile, whatever we're doing with it. Yeah. It's amazing how when you look at the, the brittle wood it starts with, right the way through That's to it. the yeah. finished product. But yeah, we, we have loads of fun in, you know, <laughs> just trying different different powder coats. And, you know, it's amazing what you can come up with just by somebody mm. saying, well, why don't we stick a, a burst on that or a fade on that? And just, it, for, it's just, just for fun. And it just transforms the, the shell completely. So Yeah, yeah. No, it's, that's certainly something that's coming across is that you guys, as much as you're producing orders and getting the business side, you're also down there having the crack. <laughs> you're just enjoying it. Yeah, well, like when we first started the company, it was pretty much all drummers. We've had a few guitarists sneaking here over the uh, yeah. over, <laughs> over the past few, past few months, but yeah. it's, you know, it wasn't uncommon just for people just to, you know, have a bit of a jam now and again and do some rudiments. But yeah, it's all... You know, the, all the guys love their job. They're really into it, very passionate. And I'm, I'm guessing that comes across when they talk about what what their yeah. job or what their role is within the British Drum Company. For sure. So I think at this point in the podcast, I think Deej, me and you are going to head downstairs, mate, and we're going to look at this. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I've, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> LoneStarPiper.com. Your one-stop shop for all of your piping and drumming needs. Thanks to the continued support of their friends and customers throughout the years, Lone Star Piper is now the official retailer for R.G. Hardy in the United States of America. From custom hand-sewn Gallic-themed kilts and uniforms to R.G. Hardy and Henderson bagpipes, LoneStarPiper.com has you covered from head to toe. With R.G. Hardy's extensive line of products, they have everything you need to be successful on or off the grass. If you have any questions about any of the products they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com, helping champions look and sound their best. McClellan Bagpipes, from North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan, from Euston, Scotland. They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making 
using the finest materials, employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution. Including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. Okay, we've just came through the door of the showroom, so if you're hearing any machinery noise and stuff, it's because we're on a factory floor, so shush. (laughs) It's a working factory. Now, we're straight in here to what can only be described as a library of... uh, Describe what we're looking at here, Steve. That's exactly what it is. It's a a library of wood. Uh, Yeah. So, like we said, we, we get our grade A Scandinavian birch that comes in for that's the core material. It's probably what we use more of than anything else. That's what makes the cause of the, the blies up. Yeah. Uh, but then obviously we get all the, the other nice stuff to make the either the inner finishes or the outer finishes. Mm-hmm. And as you can see, we've got everything from bird's eye maple to purple heart to sapelli, uh, ziracotti. There's just literally all sorts. We've got the, the bog oak. Yeah, uh, I was going to, there's some here I've never heard of. So the bog, the bog oak is carbon dated to over 3,000 years old, which actually makes it older than Stonehenge. Uh, so we did that for a Whoa. limited run of uh, snare drums. Uh, With the bog ago. oak, yeah. The bog oak, so you can see on the finish, you can see the, the brown of the wood, but you can see where the, the, the peat soaked into the actual oh, wood. Yeah. And that's the black side of it, so... It gives it a, you a really unique colour, really. Yeah, yeah. and, and we, we've, you know, we've got all sorts. We've got really strange finishes that look like material at the I was going to say that, that looks like carpet down there yeah so our, our executive cloth. finish it's like a, like a pinstripe yeah uh, so you'll see some of that as we go further around that's being made into shell and hoops uh, so it's mm-hmm. quite, a, quite a popular finish and you know there's some finishes we, we've got in and never used because it didn't look right so we'll, we'll just keep them until something pops up that we, that we will use experiment it with it but yeah. we, we've, we've got so many but types. looking at these, like I don't know if I can put this across in audio, but like they're, I'm flicking a bit with my hand here, but they're paper thin. Yeah, all all the wood we bring in is really fragile. Really uh, fragile. You'll see in a minute yeah. when we go through the making the plies, especially with the birches. You, you know, you can you can snap it just rubbing it between your fingers. It's, uh, a, it's like paper, paper thin. It's like almost holding a bit of cardboard that isn't even cardboard. If that makes sense. I like paper, and that's how we, we make the plies because it's you know we have them nice and thin. Mm. So obviously, the thinner we get it, the, the thicker we get the plies, the lighter the drum. So oh, I see, right. So okay. a lot of people buy the plies in where it's actually quite thick already. Then they add more plies, and you get a real big chunky. Yeah, and it, and it weighs shell. three ton, and you can't yeah. carry the thing. Yeah. So we just walk around the corner. Then once yeah. once you've selected your ply, then what happens? So yeah. So basically, each drum's got a different ply makeup. Uh, obviously, the Merlin has got uh, 20 ply, mm. so that's our biggest biggest shell. Yeah. So what happens is we got we have Bailey here. He's he's the ply master. Hey Bailey, uh, how's it going? So basically, makes up the plies. Uh, so we have what we call cross lamination. So if you just put all the plies together with all the grains running the same way, it doesn't matter if it's 50 sheets, you'll still be able to bend it. Snap. Yeah. yeah. So now mm-hmm. if you, if you run the the grains horizontal vertically horizontal vertically that then strengthens the ply up so that's right. why we make our own plies because we can actually dictate how strong the shell is or how weak it is or we can you right. know we can adapt it to the, the recipe we we want i see but crossing the grains in different directions yeah it gets you different strengths i see so I, i'm doing i'm being dead nosy here but uh all i can see here is uh a standing knife and a ruler that's it that's that's these <laughs> That's the tools of the trade. Stanley knife, ruler, maybe a bit of sandpaper, bit yeah. of uh, tape, and, and that's them good to go. 
and again it, it's the hands-on element like we're not just firing these into a machine and they could spat out the other end it's really hands-on craftsmanship here yeah i mean if you speak to bailey like you know what he's what he's about to about to do now I see so yeah bailey i don't mean to interrupt you when you're working man but tell us what you're doing here well so the way we go about cross-laminating the pliers is we take what's going to be the vertical layer mm-hmm. and we build it up by trimming these edges by hand with a Stanley knife. And now, when you're doing this, we only score the wood. It takes a good few, good few passes. And the reason you got to be so light with it and careful is it'll just tear, tear out the grain. So you got to be very See, careful. Yeah. So you kind of scored that like a half dozen times there. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure if you did apply force and just cut at it, it'll just... It, it just it just sort of tears and follows follows the grain, the pattern of the grain that you see. It's very brittle in this sort of stage. And you can see it just follows the, just tears. the pattern of it. Yeah. So, if we're cutting this... Again, like you can almost run it over, over your hand, you know, and it wouldn't... Yeah. That's the sort of level of... So, a metal ruler and a standing knife... And this is where the shell begins life, really. Yeah. Yeah. And from here, you build up your layers, and as we were talking about there, the cross, the crossing of the grains and everything to add strength. Yeah. Yeah. So that all starts here, really. So this is quite a crucial step in the process. Yeah. It is quite a crucial step. Yeah. Um, Well. Can I I ask you about the inlay work? We've already seen some examples of that. Looks incredible. Right, we've got these ones over here at the minute. Yeah. So, um, when we're creating the inlay... Oh, how tiny that is. <laughs> it's... Just trying to keep going back and forth here. Um, it's much the same process. So, when you build up these layers through cross-lamination, yeah. um, if you look down the side of it, you end up with something similar to this. So... So again, it's all cut by hand with a knife, and it's yeah. it's not ran through it's the machine. All, yeah, pretty much this. But you know, if it's not this process, it's a variation of the same same thing. Yeah. Um, that's that's fantastic. So, Bailey, you're quite a skilled, man. I, I would not want to try that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Thanks for chatting to it. Thank you. No problem at all. Good. Thank you. So from here, then, Stu, it then goes next door into the actual creation of the shell then once we have the plies created yes I don't know if you caught on the video or what we didn't show on the video was once Bailey's made that first ply mm-hmm. you then do the same again and obviously you'll glue it and then mm-hmm. that's when the cross lamination comes under right he puts it in the, the heat press for mm-hmm. this, that's the only the only bit of machinery we really use and that's in there for four minutes thing here. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. in there for four minutes about 45 degrees and that just allows the glue to melt and it basically just speeds up the process uh, and that's it and then it goes into the once the packs are made we then go into the assembly room uh, sorry the, the shell building room yeah. which is where we're off to now I see right well lead the way sir Okay, so Stu, where are we here now? We can hear the router going on in the background. What's going on there? Yeah, unfortunately, we've got, uh, we've got Tim who's doing uh, the snare beds and the, uh, the bearing edges, which is what's making all the noise. So we're here in the... Uh, <laughs> this is the uh, shell assembly. So this is, where, mm-hmm. this is where we start to see the drum start to come to shape. Uh, obviously, right. previously, we were at the, where, where we make our own plies. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you just saw how we... we Cross laminate the plies for strength. And, yeah. yeah, and once yeah. all the packs that are all done for each drum, then they'll come into the shell building, 
and this is where the guys work the magic, uh, putting them into the moulds. Uh, and as you've seen, you know, they, they, they put they put one ply in at a time, trim it down so it's a perfect fit. Mm. And once they've done that for however many plies it is, depending yeah. on what drum it is, they've then got to go and do it again sorry, and glue sorry. it in. Um, yeah. So we'll go over here. I can see this chap's actually sanding okay. away. What's he at here at the moment? Yeah, so this is Duncan. So Dun Duncan was actually uh, one of the guys who used to work for Premier when they had the UK manufacturing. I see, right. So he's he one of the, the original shell makers. Hmm. Uh, so he's making an RS1 here. Uh, and all, all he's doing is he's measuring the, the ply. Mm -hmm. You know, and if it's, you know, when he bends it into, into shape, if it's, if it's too big and it won't, it won't click into place, right. you just keep trimming it off. And the idea is he, he puts apply into the mold there's a little air pocket if he runs his finger up you'll get a nice click if you hear that click yeah. it's a perfect fit so it's done it's done on feel though yeah all, all done yeah. on feel and if he doesn't hear the click obviously or it won't go in then he, need, he needs to trim it off you know and he, he does it all by hand it's just slightly very slightly trimmed off and it's just minuscules that he trims off at a time a until yeah a pencil a big ruler and a Stanley knife that's is what, that, is what that, I'm that's, seeing that's here. his tools you know there's, no, <laughs> yeah. there's nothing else that, no. that is his tools uh, and he'll just literally just trim off tiny bits until he can feel by his finger. He'll know by the touch of his finger if it's going to click or not. And if, it, if he runs his finger up and it clicks, that's perfect. There you go. And he'll then start moving on to the next one and measuring that. And he'll go, go through that whole process depending on how many pliers are in, whatever drum he's doing. So once he's got them all measured, they all click into place, all great. He'll then take them out again, mm -hmm. glue them, and go through the whole process again, put them in. Layer by layer, yeah. yeah. So he does, he does the whole thing twice one to measure and fit it in and then the next time to glue it into place there you go i have to say i know we're kind of talking as he's working here but he's just cut a slither off there no bigger than a blade of grass that's literally that's that's how <laughs> you know you know we keep going on about attention Tiny. to detail and that's that's what it is it's yeah you know because if, if it takes off too much then it's just gonna it's not gonna fit it's gonna just be too big that's and it's it. it's no good then so you'd have to start again. see if i can get the click here let me see does that fit I don't think it probably won't fit first time. No, so, I need to take so a little bit see. So because you can't so. click it into place, it takes yeah. it off, remeasures, trims it down again, and then you'll just keep going through that same process until he runs his finger up and you hear it. Snap and, in. And that, and that is a perfect fit. It doesn't get any, you know, that is it. It's solid in then. That's something a machine can't do. It's all done by hand because, you know, what I mean? you know, each layer's got to be a different size. You know, you can't just cut them and just yeah. fold them in. So it's, this is, you know... Well, that's it. The wood is a natural product, and it takes you to kind of work with it with your hands to get that kind of a finish. Every wood acts differently. Yeah. The, the grain affects it. There's, there's a whole different issue. You know, wood's very unreliable, and, you know, not mm. everyone, not every ply is going to be exactly the same. So, you you know, having your eye and how it feels and how you cut it, and it makes a big difference rather than just trying to do it all on a machine. Sure. There you go. Second attempt. No pressure. <laughs> Perfect. So there we go. Not, that was a nice click there. So as, as you heard, as it clicked into place, that's that ply. And really that's nice. it in the mold now, ready for gluing and all of that. Yeah. So yeah, they're just and it's just a process that keeps going over and over uh, until mm -hmm. he gets what he needs to do, and then then he just obviously then starts gluing them in. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure after you've done your first two or three hundred of them, you'll maybe get the hang of it. Or how long have you been doing this yourself? Um. <coughs> It's got to be into the tens of thousands now, I would say. It's oh, been about, God, really? It's been about <laughs> 10 years, yeah. Wow, yeah. So this is not a skill you can learn overnight, I'm sure. No. It does take a long time to learn. Exactly. How long did it take yourself to put together? 
learn how to put together. I was sworn in as a defender premier. I was uh, I was hired as an assembler, but when I started, we didn't have any uh, drums to assemble, so they, they put me on this. All right, so you're just throwing at it throwing here. At you're it, doing yeah. this? I was doing this like, all day, every day for, and it took me about three months before I really started to sort of get the hang of it. You know? Uh, yeah. That's really intricate work. So right now you're slapping on the glue there, uh, yeah. but I say slapping on. It's actually quite an even coat. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Um, so he layers the the ply that's about to go in with the glue. Yeah. Now he's measured them all, and then the same with the ply that's in there. Mm-hmm. And then you'll just do exactly what he's done previously. You just put it in, click it into place, and now and you it's get being that good. snap for yeah. that that tight joint there. Yeah. That's it done then. It's you know. So the work that goes in here with putting them into the mould and everything, this is exactly how your actual line is put together. Yeah, exactly the same. The same the as your kit and everything. Yeah, all, all the, the drums are made the same. The only thing that changes is maybe the, the outer finishes, the inner finishes, yeah. the number of plies, but the whole process itself, nothing changes. It's all exactly the same. And it's the same process for the hoops as well, you know, for the tenor drums, bass drums. Uh, all the same thing again. Yeah, it's all, yeah. It's all done. Do you know, Stu, it's, I don't know, I'm trying to put this across to an audience over audio form, but it's amazing how hands-on it is. I, I don't think people realise how much goes into just making a drum. I think people just think there's a bit, a bit of wood goes into a machine and at the end comes out a drum. There's the snap. There you there go. There you go. <laughs> and it's not, you know, there is a lot of hands-on. and it's Definitely, The good yeah. thing about that is we can, you know change the process if we need to or add to the process or well, that's you know, it. at any yeah. point when we make a drum we can change it or add to it to to you know benefit anybody else well that's it if you suddenly decide well you know instead of making for example a three ply drum I, I don't know and then you wanted to make a 12 you could just change the process there and then instead of having to reprogram a huge machine and all this kind of stuff it's like it's you know you guys have free reign to kind of do with your hands as you feel. Yeah, you know? we we got full control over every part of, from you know making the, the plies right the way through to the the packaging and, and boxing. Mm. You know, we can we can change it. You know, if we need more packaging material, or if we you know if we just need to change the bag sizes or just anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this part of it, the actual putting of the shell together, man, is fascinating. But uh, there's a lot more to cover in the, in the factory, I think. So. Once the shells are made, then still I have to ask you about the finishes. Then where do they go after the shell room? Okay, so depending on uh, what finish it is, uh, mm. generally it'll go for what we call marking out. So this this is where it goes across uh, to Tim, our mm-hmm. production manager, and he'll mark it out, which puts in the uh, the lugs where the lugs are going to get drilled, right. uh, the air vent, the B badge, uh, the snare mech, depending if it's a snare mech or if it's a tenor drum, mm-hmm. and he's got special jigs that he uses for each size drum and for each type of drum, which marks out, and then he'll just mark it out, and then he'll take it to the, uh, the pillar drill and then drill everything out from there. And again, it's not a matter of firing a shell into a machine, and it does it. It's, no, all, it's marked out with pencil. Yeah, it's a bit of <laughs> mas- uh, some masking tape, uh, so, uh, a tape and, and a pencil yeah. and that's all it is and a, and a ruler it's, it, it's that simple yeah um, and then once it's been marked out and drilled mm. uh, you've also got to get the uh, bearing edge put on which we, which we sort of heard in the background yeah. a minute ago that's quite an nice <laughs> thing and then the snare bed which is all done by hand with a, with a file as well that's it so can we see that part of it then yeah. it's just through here yeah well thanks see you again cheers Duncan cheers Duncan bye Okay, we're back out of the shell room. Oh, here we go. Excellent. So we actually see a bit of a bass drum that's been taped off here by the looks of it. 
So there's bits of tape then on this base shell, Steve. What's going on here? Okay, so basically it's been marked out, uh, and depending on where it is, uh, depends on whether it's for a lug, whether it's for the carry rail, uh, whether it's for the, the B badge or the or the air vent. So yeah. it's you know you mark it out using the jig. Uh, and you know we've got a different jig for different types of drums whether it's regimental series whether it's axial whether it's a lounge or a legend for the drum set we've got all different yeah. jigs as you can see in measurement tools and which are all being made in house as well so we've made our own tools to make drums if you know what I mean which is well, a cool thing to do yeah that's what I was going to say like some of these tools I've never seen before this is stuff that you guys have had to create yeah yeah we you know there's no actual tools you can buy to make drums so you've either got to make them yourself or try and find <laughs> people who've had them before who've had theirs made so you know because we've got a CNC machine uh, it was easier to make our own tools make it in house yeah. yeah so this bass drum is sitting on a bit of a well a, a jig that you guys made marked out and then it goes from here now it's all covered in pencil and masking tape it goes over here to these drilling machines just yeah. behind us yeah it's all done by hand so as, yeah. as you can see uh, if it's the, uh, sorry, it's got the, the, the tape on, so it's all been drilled out and it's ready just to be drilling. It's been marked out, sorry, I should say. Yeah. And he'll it'll, it'll just take it across there and he'll, he'll drill the holes. And once the holes have been drilled, uh, the shell's then ready for the bearing edge and the snare bed. Now, the bearing edge. I remember talking to you about the bearing edge in 2019 when the Axial launched. Can you tell us about how the bearing edge is made, or is that a bit of a trade secret? No, no, we, we've got the, uh, <laughs> as you can see here, we've got the bed of a thousand cuts, which uh, tells you all about the machinery, about uh, <laughs> what we use. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a router, uh, and we basically just put the, the shell on, uh, and we just work our magic on it. You know, bearing edges can be roundovers, 45 degrees, reverse bearing edges, so... Yeah. You know, there's more you can do. It's not just a case of putting a, a bearing edge on it. Depends what you want it for. We can adapt it to help produce your sound. Whether you want a, yeah. a really harsh projection or whether you want something a bit more mellow and a bit warmer and not not as you know not as hard. Yeah. So you, you can you can kind of customize it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's all different bearing edges you can use. Uh, generally, we just you know use a 45 degree. But you know, if somebody wanted a specialist solos drum for playing indoors, then we could ah, yeah. we could do something like that. See, that's interesting. And even at that, I have to remember. The the bottom head on the actual drum had like a vented kind of bearing edge. Yeah, from what so I remember. That, that had the uh, what we call the end circle. Yes, that's so it. So yeah. that's been adapted now. We've still got the end circle. Uh, mm -hmm. We've changed it slightly. Uh, we've made it stronger, lighter, but more effective. So what it does is when you tap the drum, the air pushes it all into the, the center. Oh. The, the, the airflow yeah. then pushes more towards the snare wires to get more uh, resonance on the snares. I see. So yeah, so we've changed that slightly over the like we say the furlough we've managed to enhance some of our products and make things easier and better yeah. and that's one of the one of the bits we did was we've changed the end circle on the on the axle superb superb and again it's hands-on it's not a matter of firing a shell into a machine and hitting boop. I, I wish it would be that easy <laughs> <laughs> so this is called the bed of a thousand cuts for a reason yeah because it, it takes so many tries to get it done now as we're standing here at this the baron age station i'm looking in the walls there's Garth McLeese, there's Stephen Shedden, we're seeing loads of photographs here, drumming for drinks. Um, obviously the axial line and the piping scene is quite important to you guys in British Drum Co. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the two the two main lines we wanted to, to do was traditional, obviously because that's my background, I know everything about this. Yes. And then obviously pipe band, you can't have a traditional range without a pipe band range as well. Uh, and I literally, when we started the company, I made a list of people I wanted 
you know, for the, the regimental series and the axial. Yes. And, you know, slowly one by one, I'm ticking them off the list. And there it's, you go. It, it's great. It's like a, like a Christmas list. I can get up on Christmas Day and say, I've got that, I've yeah. got that, I've got that. So, you know. So, there's a legend there. Jim Kilpatrick on yeah. the wall. Yeah, and, Jim's been yeah. great, been instrumental right from the start, you know, changing things from, you know, having 12 lugs on the top to eight on the bottom, you know, so yeah. there's that side of it. And it's just having that experience, you know. Jim's done it many times before with the HCS and you know yes. he's gone through this and Pearl it's it's a you know that's a, a level of experience there you can draw from yeah, yeah well, why, so why why wouldn't you do that so well that's it and he certainly brought it to British Drum Co for sure so I have to say where I am right now you might hear some fans going and the odd machine going but there's folks standing around with like chisels hammers screwdrivers there's not much in the way of any machinery do you know what I mean dude absolutely it's just <laughs> As I keep saying, the the handwork is unbelievable. Each station, I have to kind of visualise it for folk just listening right now. Um, go and watch the video on YouTube whenever it drops, because th- there will be a YouTube video. <laughs> but even the furniture is all made by you guys. Yeah, everything. Like even the, like the the pillars for the drills, you know, that the stand on that's all made. Yeah. The the assembly desks. Pretty much everything you see, the trolleys that we put the drums on, mm. uh, each trolley belongs to an order. Other than the casters on the bottom of it, we, we make all the trolleys, <laughs> the stanchions in the in the, in the warehouse, uh, literally the bins, literally everything yeah. you see. We, Even we the waste, sort of the waste bins. Yeah, handmade it. ourselves. So, uh, no, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's non-stop. So when he's not making drums, Keith likes to uh, experiment with what else he can make. I was going to say, can you show us any like experimental stuff? And we can try and describe it for folk at home. Just what kind well, of craziness can, you're up to? Well, I can show you this. Well, we've got a couple of bits, but the first one is the... I can show you this. This is the an axial shell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and the logo. Rather, very familiar. Yeah, yeah, and the logo, rather than it being uh, stuck on the outside, it's been inlaid in wood. Uh, so you've got the, the inlays going up and down it, which yeah. you've seen in, in some, of the, some of the bits earlier on. And then we've yeah. got the, the actual axial uh, logo, but it's an inlay. It's in, not a so it's inlaid, inlaid another bit of wood. So it's not just wow. you know, there's three different sections there. So that's amazing. Once you yeah. put, you know, once you sand it down and put a bit of stain on it or a burst, yeah. it looks really nice. So is that fantastic? Uh, and as you saw before, we got the new mm-hmm. hoops for the tenor drum and bass drum. Oh, yeah, you were mentioning these earlier when we so, first had a walkthrough. So we've slightly changed the design of them, uh, basically to help produce a stronger hoop and a stronger shell and yeah. stop the, the going out of shape. Mm-hmm. So normally when you put your, your head onto a, a bass drum or a tenor drum, your hoop then sits on top of the, the ring, s- the silver, the, the steel ring from the, yeah. the head. Yeah. One, I never really liked seeing that. You spend all that time and money customising drum and then it's got this horrible... Yeah, so we, we've yeah. recessed the hoops so now when you put the hoops on that sits over so you don't see oh. any of the silver ring but also because the ring sits inside the hoop it makes the drum extremely strong because it's it's not going to flex and there's no wobble yeah. you know you, if you don't put your tenor drum or your bedroom hoop on correctly and you mm-hmm. put it slightly off centre it's going to start coming out where this you can't do that it's that's it's, it it's idiot proof is probably the best word <laughs> yeah. to describe but so these are brand new then this, this, is, this is brand new the first drum with them's going out uh, in the next couple of days I see uh, the bass drum we've changed uh, over the top we've got a bit of chamfer going on uh, over nice. the top of it, which makes it look really 
customised. Yeah, yeah, and it gives it a, a shorter plane surface. You're closer to the plane surface rather than having a massive hoop sticking out. I see. So even from launch day, you guys are continuing to change things and update them as yeah, well. Yeah, it's just constant. You know, we've even updated the bottom snare mech for the axial. We've just not that you can see, not that you'll even notice. <laughs> even if you took it apart, you probably wouldn't even realise what we've done. Yeah. But it, you know, the box snare mech has now been improved. It's a lot smoother than what it was previously. So this is something we're doing, you know, not just in Axial. We've done it with the Regimental Series. We've, we've updated the top snare mechanism. And it's just a constant progress. You know, every, every few months we'll check, is this still working? Anybody have an issue? That they yeah. are, right, let's see if we can improve on it. You know, if we can... If we can make the drum lighter, but don't compromise the quality, then we'll look at doing stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, it's a it's a non-stop, and it's not just the drums itself. It's packaging and you know everything we do within the business. Yeah, is can we can we make it more streamlined and make it better for us, make it better for the customer, the end user. It's a continual so it's, improvement. I yeah, love that. Ongoing. Yeah. Uh, Deej is in a bit of a trance here. He's watching somebody working here. You all right, Deej? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this, I'm finding myself doing it too. It's the, you're watching these guys work, and it's just fascinating because they make it look so simple. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean you got Mark over there who's working on some special bits and pieces, as you can see, which yeah. obviously we, we can't talk about on air. But no, no. So uh, <laughs> he's doing that. So you know, there's a lot of stuff we do in the house that people don't even realise we do. Uh, and make or, it look so simple. And I know if I was to go over there and try it, uh, yeah, you might be billing me for the damage. It would, you know. <laughs> So you know, we, you know, we make a lot of products that people don't even know we make, uh, and yeah. obviously that's just one of them. Uh, uh, we can't say what it is. So no, yeah. no, of course not. <laughs> no. So can we go to where possibly one of my favourite areas then is where you add like the special glitter effects yeah, and all this kind of stuff? Yeah, the spray room. Let's head across there now. There we go. Sounds like a plan. Whoa, there's a lot of machinery. So here we got we got Fraz here. Uh, so Fraz is the uh, a bit of man who does a bit of everything here. He's, so he, he's, <laughs> he's normally in his, in his suit with his air-fed mask on in, in his booth. So it's quite unusual to see him out of his environment. Oh, see, yeah, yeah. Uh, so at the moment he's just sanding back a uh, bass drum for the Royal Marines. They're just taking on uh, the bass drums. Uh, took the snare drums on. 2019, yeah, uh, and because of budgets, they <laughs> even the Royal Marines have got to do things in in steps. I see. So they've just ordered their bass drums now. So we've got a few out there that you've seen, and he's just sanding back some of the last couple. And again, I know I keep saying this, but it's not a matter of chucking it in a machine and letting it go. Fraz, you're doing this by hand, man. Yeah. Quite well, most of it, all of it's by hand. There's a couple of machines I used to assist, but in terms of the spraying and the buffing. And all the prep work, it's a lot of skill. It's not just chuck it in a machine, press a button. No, yeah. It's all skill-based. Yeah. There's definitely a bit of craftsmanship in here. Yeah, so I don't know about you, but I have two club hands, and I have, I'm have i not a craftsman by any means, but do you ever have the fear that oh. you're you're working on something that you might screw up? Oh, yeah, every day. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's, it's, it's scary, yes. Sometimes it's very scary. You just have to be really confident when you start a job that you know it's going to go right that's the, that's the main thing but yeah there's, there's always a bit of fear and I'd be lying if, if I said there wasn't oh, that's good that's reassuring <laughs> if nothing else yeah thank goodness uh, but as well as the you know the spray spraying and everything you all guys do powder coating and that as well here yeah, for we, the hardware yeah so as you know the actual comes with powder coated options yeah 
Uh, so France is always covered in either blue or <laughs> black dust or yeah. different types of flecks. So, but you also experiment a lot as well with different different types of powder coats, so which is where obviously you've had a sneak peek of some of the finishes that are coming up for the drum set side of it. We so have, yeah. This yeah. is you know as well as doing the actual jobs, we do do a bit of R and D, which France can uh, help us out with. These boys just have fun, <laughs> you know. Just having the crack. Can we have a wee peek in through the spray room door yeah, here? Is there anybody in there? I don't want to interrupt anyone like if they're working, but I don't know. We're gonna point the camera in through there. Deejes are an intrepid cameraman. But there you go. So for those of you watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see that. So apologies for all the machinery noise and whatnot, but it is a factory floor, so. <laughs> there you go, superb. So we'll maybe make our way with a little bit less machinery noise. We're yeah. having a bit of a yarn. So where's next then? Alright, thanks man. Okay, so we've came from the spray room and all of that. So where are we now, Steve? Yeah, so basically, if you think about the journey we've just been on, we've, we've you know, we've seen the plies being made. Uh, we've seen the, the plies being made into a shell. Yeah. The shell has then been marked out. They've been drilled, bearing edged, uh, snare bed, and then depending on what finch it was, it's then gone into Fraz, who will spray it or powder coating. Mm -hmm. And then once it gets into here, this is the assembly room. So this is this is pretty much when you really see it turning in you know into it goes drum. from a shell into a drum yeah yeah uh, so this is the assembly area we've got a few guys in here some working on marching some working on kit uh, okay uh, we got let's come down meet John yeah, I'll, I'll walk down here yeah okay so I can see a shell here with various lumps of hardware now being screwed onto it yeah right, so, so that's so. our uh, uh, legend series uh, we, we do two we've got a lounge and a legend uh, mm -hmm. So this is John, he's our main assembly oh, guy, John. he's, he's in charge yeah, of this area. Yeah. So John's been doing it for quite a while now and he's... Uh, so, so how long have you been here John? I've been here about three years, yeah. Wow, yeah. there you go, so quite a bit of experience of putting these together then. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> almost doing my sleep at this point, yeah. <laughs> That's it, so with that in mind then, is there any one particular drum that you particularly enjoy putting together? One, one particular one that yes. I like putting together? I really like, uh, sounds sounds a bit silly, but I enjoy putting together sort of concert tom size drums, so I like oh, the smaller ones, like the yeah. sixes and the eights and the tens. The small, yeah. Yeah, because I just think they, there's, I don't, I'm not, I don't know why, I think we're so used to building ones that are of regular size, but in order to come through for something different, so different yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> it's intriguing. Um, I love putting together, getting rid of the axial, especially the tenors. Tenors and the high tension stuff as well. Yeah. Um, when they come together, because as Stu said a moment ago, this is where you know everything really comes together. Yeah. So. Um, well, that's it. it stops being a shell. Yeah. Now, and it actually starts looking like an actual drum. Yeah. Yeah. This is where the identity of it changes. Yeah. You know, you can see it building up, but this is where it really takes a, a turn. Yeah. Yeah. When you get the heads on and the hoops on, and you just yeah. see it all together, it's. Yeah, that's great. it indeed. I have to say though, John, that looks pretty tricky. You know, getting the right shell with the right bit of hardware yeah. put on correctly. Yeah, it's, um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of procedures and stuff that sort of have to. If you don't, if you're sort of not aware of it or you don't, aren't, aren't sort of so. There's lots of little tricks and 
cheat codes that you got to know. <laughs> See, get yeah. get there's a knack to it. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, tricks, yeah. As I'm sitting, like I'm, we're standing here now, I can see a lot of again more tools that have been made in house. Like a lot of these jigs and stuff that this is all sitting on turntables and such. That's all been made here. Yeah, uh, Keith, he he basically decided that when he was making the drum, what would he need around him? And it, it's it's like the docking station for the uh, the SS Enterprise. It's just you know, <laughs> yeah. there ready to go. So we, you've got a couple of lazy Susans, so he's not having to keep lifting the bass drum up to turn around and. Just spin it round on this. Just spin everything down. So literally, yeah. you, you've got everything you need on hand, and you just keep going until you. And until again, until it's time to go home, pretty much. That's <laughs> it. But again, it's all hands-on. I know I keep saying this, but you know, you don't just fire a shell into a machine and zip, zip, zip. All the hardware's on. John's here with a screwdriver, some part screwdrivers, impact drivers, getting them done by hand. Yeah, and it's, it's every, everything from just putting the lugs on to using a tiny little Allen key just to put the B badge on and yes. make sure you've got the, the right backing behind that as well, you know, because we have different backings for different badges and, you know. That's right, yeah. So there's all different things to think about as well. Certainly, and that's one of the things I've noticed from some of the, well, the actual shells that we were looking at, they have personalisation on the inside of them, some of them. So you guys are able to personalise shells and all of that here, yeah. Yeah, we can do that for kit, we can do it for our pro snares, we can do it for axial regimental series, we've done it for you know quite a few bands in, in Northern Ireland where okay. we you know they want the name of the band on it or they want the you know their own personal name on it. You know, we've done it for a number of axials as well, which you've seen on yeah. social media. So it's just you know that little personalisation that you can't really get anywhere else. No, no. Uh, but it's the fact that you're doing it by hand that gives you that you know you you're like, you can do it then you know it's not a matter of putting in a hundred drums into a machine and yeah that you're able to individually work on each one and then inscribe someone's name on it well, why don't we go and see if the uh, laser machine's on and we can have a look yeah, sure yeah alright okay so we're at one of these laser cutting machines here so tell us what's going to happen here what, what are we looking at okay we've got Archie here he's in charge of the, uh, the laser machine Basically, what he's going to do is just cut the actual logo that you see on all the tenor drums and bass drums, oh, just so right. you can see how it works. Uh, so you're going to set that up, uh, make sure the, the height is adjusted, uh, and once it's correct, then you'll set it off, and you'll see it being made. Okay, cool. So all, all the badges for all the drums are made in-house, uh, along with the washers, the vents, everything's all done on this laser machine. Uh, the, the smallest, tiniest part is made here. <laughs> yeah, that's we, the thing. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of the stuff we don't throw away. So if we've got any uh, birch that's left over from drums, we then use them for the uh, inside of the, the drums for the, the, the washers or yeah. the, or the uh, uh, sticker badges, which I'll show you in a bit. So here we have the machines working away here, but it's practically silent. So. So you know, as you can see, this has just been done on a like a silver yeah. material. We can change it to gold. We can have it red, whatever you know. Yeah. So you've probably seen drums before where we've had black shells, red hardware, and we've yes. had a red axle logo. Then this is, you know, this, this is just from, this is yeah. all done. Yeah. Oh man, I can sit and watch this all day. This is brilliant. But it, you know, it's great <laughs> because there's all sorts of things you can do with it. My hard case cases, I've yeah. got my this on there you know you've got spaces oh. we've got you know we've named the dress on and a little nice B logo for when I'm going abroad and it's right. so it comes in handy for not just BDC stuff as well so. <laughs> yeah. 
That's a great way to label your luggage. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. We're giving uh, Dage some calisthenics here, I think you call that. <laughs> He's holding the camera here, filming this printing of the logo, and it's taking a wee while. But, uh, Dage, you're up for the challenge, aren't you, mate? I've stood longer for worse. That's true, that's true, <laughs> that's true. And in the rain as well. Yeah. <laughs> so while, while, while Dage is just doing that, obviously, yep. obviously you can see behind you, we've got all the trolleys, each order oh, relates hey. to a trolley. So, yeah. you know, say, you, say you've got a in order for Glasgow Police that'll also be a big order so that'll go over a couple of trolleys yes um, once the shell's been made that's when it goes on the trolley and then it goes around this, the rest of the factory on this trolley until it comes into assembly when they'll then take it off put John it together thing. Yeah. yeah and then obviously when we go and speak to uh, Jack in a minute that's when he boxes up but it stops on the trolley until then so we know where it is what stage it's at and we can keep an eye on all the orders I see Stu tell me about this Look at this. What sort of a... <laughs> yeah, so, like, what is that? <laughs> so, like I said before, we like we like to... Uh, oh, so, while we're here, this is the new end circle we just spoke about recently. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you remember, it used to be a, a black thing that was part of the shell? Yes. So, now what we've in. done is, this is the new end circle, which <laughs> is obviously made on that machine there that we've just the seen laser cutting, uh, yeah. so basically we've still got the air vents here which obviously help the projection Yeah, it's also light a lot lighter now so it's light in the drum but it's also strong as well now when we had it on when it was part of the shell initially mm -hmm. you had like a little black band because you couldn't get the, the finish little, all the way up Yeah, yeah. now because we don't have that now the finish goes all the way to the edge to of the, the drum edge. so it's enhanced the look of the drum as yeah. well uh, and also obviously we can uh, personalise that for certain things as well. So it's, it's yeah. something else, you know, as, as well as it being functional, uh, it's quicker to make, it's lighter, yeah. it, it, there's more we can do with it. Uh, but the shell itself, the finish on that is gorgeous. Yeah, it's, you know, we, we just like, like I say, we like testing things and seeing how they come out. And this is probably about the third or fourth one we've done of this actual design. Right. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we, we literally just, we oh. don't stop. You know, we, everybody keeps having fun. I wish I could describe it to folks at home, but to say that this is... Outlandish. <laughs> Looks like a mermaid pattern, kind of a bluey kind of. I don't know. I'm terrible at describing things, but yeah, I'm, I know these snare drums now. This is from the Kit World. That's your Merlin. That's the Merlin. The yeah. Merlin snare. Now this is kind of one of your uh, trademark products. I yeah, this this is the flagship uh, model. Yeah. Uh, it's a twenty ply drum. It's got the inlays in which. This is where the uh, Merlin axial stemmed from. Right, right. Uh, so obviously it's got the gold inlays, and then we then did the Icarus drum, which is uh, Nico McBrain's, which has got the, the Scarlet inlays in, which then I transferred onto the Scarlet yeah. Merlin. And obviously because you've got the red, you've got to have the blue, so we've now got the Marine Merlin, and that was the, a new sort of series of drums that came out for 2021. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm seeing a drum here that looks pretty familiar with the red inlay it kind of like it looks like a pinstripe almost yeah so th this That's is gorgeous so this is the uh, the red merlin or the scarlet merlin I should say which yeah. is based off a Nico McBrain's Icarus kit and we just turned it into a uh, axial drum and again we've had a lot of interest for them we've, we've got an order coming in for a core to use these so which is which is exciting and it's a nice finish and it's basically what Scott Curry's personal bass drum was made from it looks very similar yeah. I was going to say it looked like the bass drum that Scott Curry was playing yeah so yeah, it's all all going well, and obviously, so you've got the big sizes like you've seen the fourteen inch. Yeah, we yeah. also do the tiny little ones. Oh, it's the little lot. Uh, obviously, this is a kit. Uh, this is the new uh, Raven glass finish that we're using for the kit. Yeah. So yeah, it's all uh, 
we do different sizes, different finishes. Different I'm like a, I'm like a kid in a sweet shop. To, to, to kind of describe it to folks listening, I'm surrounded by trolleys full of drums, and I'm just looking at each one, going, "Oh, look at that! Oh, look at that!" <laughs> so yeah, do you ever find yourself doing that still? Because you're drumming yourself. Yeah, I mean, every time we come up with a new finish, I go, I'm going to have that for myself. And it's, you know, <laughs> I, I had a, an Axial when we first launched. I had the, the Spalted Beach, which, you know, I really liked, and which is obviously that finish down there, as you can see. Yeah. Uh, and as we've changed the Axial, I'm now getting my own, so I've put a new finish in, which is very... Uh, but, yeah, it's nice just to be able to work in it. You know, I've been in the industry drumming industry so when I left the Marines it was nice to still be involved in it in yeah. some capacity although yeah. I've left the Marines I'm still connected with the Marines because we still talk to them but I'm also still in the, the drumming side of it so sure sure no it's great I love it so tell me then what, what right behind me as we have a bit of a I think I'm going to call them pigeonholes yeah all the way up this wall that's and it's all it. full of uh, get one out that's the famous yeah so this is what this what we call the X-frame X-frame uh, which is you know if you, if you look at any cage system you have the down tubes yes. so we've got four of these on each and this is this is what we call the X-frame for obvious yeah. reasons uh, so these are all in these pigeonholes ready to be powder coated mm-hmm. uh, we've got some that have obviously got orders that, that have been powder coated and there's uh, some white ones here yeah we've got some uh, white ones here that's for the Phantom range which is we launched uh, last year ready for this year so it's you an all white axial yeah you can basically pick any colour and if you can powder coat it that'll that'll be the new finish yeah yeah, yeah we, we, we can do anything we, you know we can customise which is this is what I said from the start we can customise at any point during this process so yeah. you know if you wanted a you know a different colour to everybody else if you wanted like orange hoops with you know gold lugs and you know we can do whatever <laughs> you want you know yeah we spoke to Frazil earlier on he did a kit for Bastille which was rainbow colours and he, wow. each each sort of segment had to be sprayed individually you know oh. that was a that was a big test for him but that's a job and a it's, half it's incredible yeah. yeah we so they're all pigeonholes full of you know the x-frames the all the hardware yeah the claws the channel lugs for the tenors and bases and then next to it we've got basically the regimental series mm-hmm. section as well so you've got the, the feet for the tops of the drums yeah yeah and uh, all sorts of nuts and screws in fitting and fixtures yeah there's this loads here bit, bits of everything so I'll dip my hand into a handful of lugs yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know um, it used to be that you could very rarely get spares for any pipe band snare drum out there but you guys clearly have quite an inventory here so if there is anything ever wrong with your product you guys could like oh here you go here's some new tension rods yeah you know. I mean this is it this is you know the after sales we keep going on about you know one of the issues we found was people couldn't get spares whether, yeah. you know, from, oh, from different manufacturers you always taken you know 12 months just to get a, a snare wire in you yeah you know, this is the sort of stuff we stock all the time and if you're short of bits you just you know speak to your dealer and they can get them in that's it indeed no th- th- looking at this again kid in a sweet shop just want to film a pocket full of <laughs> tension rods and take we'll, them home we'll be frisking you before yeah. you go out <laughs> that's superb so i think before the product then leaves the building it goes to quality control there's, there's one guy that yeah, controls we'll, it all yeah should we go and speak to jack and yeah see how much Strengths put on his shoulders. Exactly. <laughs> so. Okay, so this is Jack. This is uh, Jack's our last line in, d- in defence for the quality control. Uh, so what he does once the drums have all been assembled, uh, they'll come to Jack. You'll check it over. You'll clean it. Uh, make sure everything's right. Make sure there's no blemishes on it. There's no issues with you know that may have missed anybody else. Yeah. He's, he'll pick it up. 
Uh, so as you can see, he's got his head torch on. He doesn't miss a trick. Yeah, and the white gloves as well. White gloves, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, and then what happens then is he'll once he's happy with that, he'll then uh, box it up, do the labels, and get it ready for dispatch. Out the door, yeah. So Jack, I know I mentioned this to you earlier, but just to tell the listeners at home, then, are you kind of the bad guy on the shop floor? I wouldn't say I was the bad guy as such, but um, <laughs> it certainly is an annoyance when uh, when something comes up. Like I, I'll, I'll talk to John if there's something wrong, and normally it gets cleared up within two or three two or three minutes. Um, normally they're so minor; it's, it's nothing. But you're bound to have a like a real eye for detail. Whenever a drum comes to you, what sort of things are you looking for then? So. Um, when I'm doing this, I'm just kind of looking for little fingerprints, or um, just to make it just fingerprints, or if there's like a little dint in the rim and we need to swap it out or something. Tiny little blemishes, the tiniest little yeah. things to just to just like That's you it. could probably notice if. There you go. Well, mate, good luck with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely keeps me on my toes. I'm sure. <laughs> Thanks so much. No worries, man. So then, from there, it gets exported then. So you guys, as well as supplying the piping scene in the UK and around the world, you also supply drum kits to around the world. Yeah, we've got distributors all around the world. So the difference between the drum set side of it and the marching side is the drum set has distribution. Uh, marching, we just deal direct with the dealers. Yeah. Uh, you know. That's uh, it. So yeah, we, we've got distributors all over. We've got them in you know Australia, all over Europe, America, uh, Singapore. It. So we've got, we've got drums flying out all around the world all the time. Can I ask a bit of a dopey question? This is probably a real geeky drummer question, but heads, drum heads, especially when it comes to the piping scene, I've seen that on some of your drums you guys have Evans heads as well, or Remo, I don't, I don't know, there's so many different kinds of heads. Yeah, so what we offer for the, the tenors and basses, they're all Powermax, Remo Powermax. Right. Uh, they're a nice head they've got the internal dampening strip you know you got a really good sound out of them especially with our tenders and bases yeah. uh, but when it comes to the snare, the snare drum uh, the axial people have got you know a different choice you know people like to choose either Evans or hmm. so we, we give them that choice straight from the from, from the off you can either have the you know the Cortec Elite or you can have the Cybermax or you can have the new Evans See, so it's up to the players themselves then what, yeah what because prefer, you know yeah. what's the point in sending a drum out where they're going to take their head off and then have to buy another one they might as well get a drum straight from, from scratch which has got the head they want to play on set up the way they want yeah exactly Dish, I don't know about you man but I could spend forever down here <laughs> I'm not going home no okay there you go so if Dish's wife is listening uh, <laughs> you know where he is you have to come and get him He's lost in a trance here, staring at these finishes. I think at this point we should maybe head upstairs. Or we could head to the showroom if you want to see some bits in there. Ooh, yeah, we'll do that, please. Yeah, I thought that was us finished. Oh, showroom. Yes, lead the way, sir. So we're in a room. How do I describe this? <laughs> it's the big playground. So this is our our new media suite. Yeah. Uh, I can't say too much about it, uh, but it's for a future project. Uh, but basically, mm. it's a future project, and the other part of it is to help with our current media, social media content, everything for stuff going online. Uh, but as you can see, it's there's been a big change recently, and mm. uh, this is the the outcome of it. This is really quite cool. If I'm <laughs> If I'm honest, as a bit of a content creator myself, with doing stuff for the piping world, I could have so much fun in here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, be so ho- hopefully, you know, uh, in the future, this is 
you know, this is going to be uh, very useful for us and, you know, people will get more out of it. I know we're being very cryptic right now, <laughs> but uh, yeah, in future months, you guys will know exactly where we have been and uh, just how cool it is to be here. Uh, that's all I really want to say. But yeah, this room's very, very cool. But a lot of future media content coming from yourselves in. It'll be fantastic. So do you want to take us through to the showroom then, perhaps? Yeah. So initially, this was one big showroom. And over the past few weeks, during lockdown, mm-hmm. we managed to change it to enhance our, our capabilities. Ah. So this oh, is wow. Oh, hey. So this is, this is the, the drum set side of it. Yeah. Uh, and as you can see on the walls, these are the new finishes for the, the new toms we've got coming out. Uh, well, they're on the toms ready for the new finishes for next year. That's uh, wow. so what I can tell you on the on the top right there. We've got our candy finishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they part the the legend series candy uh, finishes. That sounds about accurate. Looking at those, <laughs> they, they do look like a bag of sweets. So <laughs> you know, we've got all different things. And then uh, what can I say about the two on the end? We've got two very special finishes uh, that we're not allowed to talk about yet. No, no. Uh, we're quite excited about. <laughs> and, uh, it'd be nice to see some of them on axials, which I'm sure somebody will. Oh, I like that. I'll go for that. Okay. Uh, so this is yeah, it's yeah. new finishes. They just not coming home now. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So for those of you watching the video, I'm sure we're, we're going to be able to film this. Or obviously this side with the kit and everything. In the yeah, guys we, we, yeah, we can film some bits and pieces here. Uh, we'll, we'll work we'll out. Be, what you we'll can be careful. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So this is this is the showroom. The idea is to you know change the kits out every now and again. Uh, Toms will probably stop where they are because that's a good range of showing people the different finishes. Yeah. Pro snares will probably stop where they are. And then obviously you've got any literature we've got in between that people can take away with them. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, so yeah. yeah. And then if we go through the next one. The next one, please. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, no, these look a bit more familiar. So this is yeah. just a little area we've set up for the, the marching side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the Regimental Series, which obviously were taken on by the Royal Marines. So we've got couple of tunics here from the the Grenadier Guards and the Royal Marines with the yeah. different drums uh, and then we've got some axials on the wall big mm-hmm. mural of the, the, the Merlin axials we spoke about in, in the air uh, yeah with the inlay work and everything yeah oh, Stu they look amazing so yeah like I said we've got some of them going to a course so that's interesting and then obviously we've got an axial yeah. down here at the bottom the old workhorse there you go <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. so that, that's it that's basically just a, a cosmic blue sparkle uh, mm. matching X frames and polished hoops so beautiful that's, that's what we class as a, as a standard drum mm. uh, the ultra range is still a standard colour but if you want a fade or a burst on it right. and then we've got our reserve range which is any of the wood finishes any of the veneers anything see. like that and then yeah. we've got the standalone drum, which is the Phantom, which is just an axial, no difference apart from it. The, the entire thing's in white. That looks uh, class, though. And that's you know that's aimed for the the Northern Irish marching band scene. scene. But yeah. you know, you know, there was a time when HTS two hundreds were all white, and you, it was, right. you'd see them on the field all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's whether anybody wants to be brave enough to bring them back into bike band. But it's oh, fantastic. Oh, do you know, I, I'm like a big kid in a sweet shop right now. <laughs> <laughs> having so much fun and I hope you folks that are going to be watching our YouTube clips and stuff and you guys on Patreon I hope that you're enjoying the extra content because all of this has been filmed right now D just furiously working away behind the scenes filming here and uh, yeah you can go and enjoy that on Patreon and YouTube and all that stuff I, I don't want to go home <laughs> but hey I think we'll head back upstairs now at this point sure and have a quick chat before we have to get out the door a big cup of tea yeah exactly <laughs>
Dig, that was our tour of the factory floor, man. And again, we just have to kind of emphasise our impression of it, is that it really is more hands-on than we had thought initially. Yeah. Um, again, just the care and just the detail and the love for the... You can just tell by the, the, the way it's, everything's been done that these yeah. guys love their jobs. It's just... Well, I've seen a fellow there polishing... A tenor drum. Now, I have never seen anyone polish a tenor drum for one, but nope. <laughs> you know, but it's great to see that there's such care and attention being given to the product before it even leaves the door. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, as much as I know that sounds like a big sales pitch, it's it's honest. Do you know, there isn't anything here that we're kind of we're paying lip service because we're here. You know, if I thought something was rubbish, I would tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, the, the, the amount of, like you say, detail and care in the product really comes across. So, Stu, we're back again in your lovely conference room with your pastries <laughs> and cups of tea. I have to ask you then, what does the future hold for British Drum Co now that we're easing out of a pandemic? Yeah, well, like I said, so we've had time to reflect on not just, you know, how we do the business, but also the products. And as you've seen downstairs, we've made some slight changes to the the axial bases and tenor drums, yes. which is uh, quite exciting move forward. So that, that was a nice thing to do. Uh, we've made some changes to the regimental series, which will be coming out in the very near future. Uh, so, we, you know, we just got to keep moving forward. Uh, Plenty of uh, social media content, getting the brand awareness out there. Yep, the old uh, Instagram, drum, drum <laughs> porn, here we come. Yeah, keep these people happy. Uh, and, you know, it's, and just try and promote this, what we are. We, you know, we hand make drums of Britain and, 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 you know, it's the customer service. You know, if you buy a drum from us, it's not just it's not just that. It's not just a sale. It's what comes after it, you know. The after sale. Yeah, care, that, that's what, yeah. you know, it's the care. That's what it is. And the attention to detail, not just in the, the drum, but also the, the sales Yes. that goes with it the what after sales after. Yeah. Uh, so obviously hopefully everything got to plan we've got the Worlds next year uh, that'd, be, that'd be a great thing to see we've, got, yeah. we've already planned that uh, we'd planned it for this year we've now just made it bigger and better ready for next year uh, we, so we know what we're doing uh, I like the sound of this there you and go. then <laughs> drumming for drinks hopefully uh, and then we've got, obviously the, the drum company's got a few trade shows to do next year uh, I see so yeah, we just basically just want to get back to normal and just doing what we do best, which is making drums and, and getting them out there. Putting them in players' hands. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. I have to say, Dej, this is an experience that I'm not going to forget anytime soon. Have you any final words to leave folks with with our factory visit? It's probably as best as I can word it, to be honest. That's my impression too. I'm, I'm just still in absolute awe of what shock. these guys do. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think, Stu, Stu, you've said that the doors are open for bands folk yeah. if they want to make a factory visit contact you yeah. and you'll open the door I have to say come here come and see it for yourself if you can I know a lot of folks living in Northern Ireland United States and Canada won't be able to make that trip but I have to say if you can please do I would say so yeah absolutely if you get the opportunity make it now just now phone now that's email, it yeah. now. Get, get on the phone yeah <laughs> Even if, if it's just for the cups of tea and pastry, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're always welcome. <laughs> Indeed. So, Stu, and to everyone here at British Drum Co, I have to say a huge thank you for having us on the Big Rab Show uh, here today. And I hope we haven't annoyed you too much with cameras no, it's and been, such. it's been a pleasure having you here eventually. <laughs> I know it's taken a while to get you down here, but it's, it's been great. Yeah. And hopefully you've, you've enjoyed your visit. Indeed. And if you're supporting us on Patreon, you should go and check us out because there's a lot of exclusive stuff that didn't make it to this week's pod. <clears throat> we'll keep that to yourself, but that's for Patreon-only subs. So, Stu, Deej, thanks so much, guys, for joining us this week. Thanks very much. Cheers. Cheers. Take care. And there you have it, folks. That was myself and Deej McIntosh 
as we visited the British Drum Company in a very sunny and very warm Stockport. Now, I have to say, my overwhelming feeling is one of awe, really. I was kind of in a bit of a state of shock the entire visit. I just could not get over the skill and the artistry that is applied. I I really hope that that comes across in this week's podcast. I know it's very difficult to put across in audio. We've done what we could with the edit and everything to kind of portray it in a way that kind of gives you an appreciation that these folks who work for the British Drum Company absolutely love their job, but they're absolutely incredibly skilled craftsmen who take great pride in their work and not only in the production of the drums but also in the aftercare as well you know once the instrument is in the musician's hand if that musician has any issue with that instrument at all then they take great pride in providing all sorts of incredible after purchase support so i have to say what an incredible journey planes, trains and automobiles and that to get there (laughs) Uh, but also for the amazing hospitality for everyone there at the British Drum Company it was simply fantastic to be given such access and you know be able to see it firsthand. Now of course you guys may have heard in the podcast that there will be a video of this and there is yes there will be video footage available of this visit which will be available to our Patreon subscribers early however the video isn't ready yet we literally have hours and hours and hours of footage so we will do what we can to edit it down to actually make it make sense if that makes any sense (laughs) so yes we're going to edit together the video as best we can so it makes some sort of coherent sense and yes you folks over there on patreon will get early access to it and uh, that's where you go and then other than that you have to be subscribed to us on youtube so that is about to drop hopefully in the next coming weeks so yeah Go over there to Patreon, click on support, and you guys will get access to loads of extra stuff that haven't reached this week's show. There's interviews that we didn't bring to the pod that will be up there. There's all sorts of behind-the-scenes uh, photographs and, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's all going to be on Patreon, folks, I have to say. So there you go. Go and check that out if you do want to get some extra info. All right, guys, that is it for another Big Rab Show podcast. I have to say a huge, huge thank you for downloading this week and each and every week. And if you haven't already, please do subscribe. So, yeah, each time I upload another one, you'll get a bing to let you know one's been uploaded. Now, don't forget to tell your friends about our wee show. Yeah, we talk about piping and drumming each and every week. And, uh, yeah, we've got some quite incredible uh, podcasts in the works. Yes, this one has been absolutely stellar and again i have to say a huge thank you to all the guys at the british drum company there i think yeah (laughs) if i had a hat on i would take it off and thank you it was absolutely incredible and uh, an experience that i will never forget and i'm sure one that deej will i think he's still trying to get over it at the moment i'm not actually sure if he did make it home (laughs) so deej if you're listening to the podcast mate let me know if you made it home (laughs) Because, yeah, he was threatening quite a lot. I'm not going home. I'm not going home. I'm staying. I'm staying. I, I think he was going to have a you know a bed made up under the conference table. Quite funny. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys. I am out the door. Again, a huge thank you to the British Drum Company. If you are interested in any of the products that they've mentioned in this week's podcast, then definitely check out their social media. And, of course, all of their incredible postings on Instagram. 
Whew. Yeah, and yeah, go and check out the Axial range. Uh, yeah, you will not regret it. The level of detail and craftsmanship employed in making these drums, second to none. And uh, yeah, definitely worth a visit if you are thinking of purchasing a new drum for your, yeah, for your pipe banding. All right, folks, we are out the door. Enough of an outro. I better go. Thank you all who enjoyed this episode and each and every episode. Please do send us in your listener mail. Let us know if you enjoyed this episode or not. And uh, yeah, our email address as always is bigrabshow at gmail.com. Or of course, you can contact us on all social medias and uh, of course, our Patreon. Indeed. All right, folks, we will see you all on next week's podcast where again, we have quite an interesting topic of the week to bring you next week. Again, another possibility of another special episode that we've been working on for quite a while. We'll possibly hit the air next week if we can get it all together with a bit of luck. So, uh, yeah, we'll get to it. Oh, don't forget, the Big Rab Show Beer Tent is happening on the 14th of August. Woo! I might have mentioned it once or twice, but yeah, keep an eye out for that. All right, I have to get that wee plug in just before I go. All right, guys, I am out the door. We will see you on next week's podcast for more bagpipe and action each and every week. Until then, all the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.